Do you need help protecting your finances as you enter retirement? David Dickens of KC Financial Advisors has got you covered. Welcome to the Cover Your Assets KC podcast. Thanks for joining us on the Cover Your Assets KC podcast today. Walter Storholt alongside David Dickens. He is the president and wealth advisor at KC Financial Advisors with an office in Overland Park. You can find us online at Cover Your Assets KC. Dot com. Are you too old for a Roth conversion? That's going to be the question that we're asking on today's show. I, I should have triggered the Roth, Roth, Roth exciting uh, <laughs> liner, but coming straight out of the show, I didn't have time for it with the intro still playing there, David. But <laughs> it's going to be a full show dedicated to your favorite topic. I'm ready. Well, you know, it is kind of my favorite topic because anytime you can set yourself up to pay less in taxes. I think it's a really good thing. It benefits you and your family and, and the next generation and et cetera. So, so that's what we're going to talk about today. And I, I'll bet we've mentioned Roth conversions in three of the last four podcasts because the market's down and tax rates, I believe, are getting ready to go up. So I think it's super timely. Hopefully, we've got something in here for everybody. But we're going to start out with the topic of, are you too old for a Roth conversion? So, well, that sort of uh, feels like a little bit of a new spin on this, David. I didn't even, I, I didn't even think that that would be a question that needed to be asked. I, I don't know why. It just never really struck me that age had anything to do with it. So I, I feel like I'm going to learn something on today's show. Well, Walter, anytime you can learn something new, it's been a good day for me. <laughs> Fantastic. After, after what, 100 plus some episodes of <laughs> this show, I feel like I've learned a lot, David. And, um, and, and so, yeah, it's nice when uh, you can drop something new on us because you know we're educating folks if that's the case. So everybody knows, I think everybody knows, all we're doing with the Roth conversion is we are taking money out of an IRA, putting it into a Roth IRA, paying the taxes today, and then all future growth will be tax-free whenever you take it out. And you don't ever have to take it out because there are no required minimum distributions from a Roth IRA. The only price of admission, IRS doesn't care how much money you make. They don't care how much money you have. They don't care how old you are. The only price of admission for a Roth conversion is that you have to pay the taxes now at your current tax rate. And as I mentioned probably two or three podcasts ago, I think it makes a ton of sense now because the market is down 20 or 25%. That may mean some of your stocks in your IRA are down 20 or 25% or maybe more. And so the the point, the, the thought here is that the rebound that almost assuredly is eventually going to come. Well, I mean, we all believe that the market's going to be higher Maybe not six months from now, but maybe not a year from now, but two, three, five years from now, market's either going to be higher or a lot higher, we all believe. So the question we're asking today is, do I want that future appreciation, that rebound, do I want that to happen tax deferred or tax free? So again, no guarantees in life, but there's every reason to think that the market is going to go back up. And my version of reality is that I would rather have that rebound happen tax-free and not tax-deferred such that the IRS has a claim on that rebound. That's where we're going today. All right. Sounds good. Thank you for the framework uh, that we should use to kind of evaluate Roth conversions on the surface. 
So in particular, to answer the question, if we're too old for Roth conversions, uh, you've outlined, I suppose, three questions that somebody could ask themselves to see if they're a good candidate for that or if they indeed are too old uh, to participate. I have. Perfect. Lay them on us then, David. Don't keep us in suspense. (laughs) So question one is, what's my tax rate? So am I too old? So the the first person that asks themselves is, if you're young, you're probably still early in your career. Depending on your career trajectory, you're probably paying some relatively low tax rates right now. And if you expect your tax rate to be higher in the future, then this is a pretty good time to be doing a Roth conversion. Maybe you're in between jobs uh, and it's a really good time then because you might have an artificially low tax rate in this particular year. Let's say you're recently retired and you're probably gonna have, so once your required distribution start at age 72, uh, depending on how well you've done for yourself, you're likely to have an increase in your tax rate once the government tells you you have to start taking money out of your IRA. You're going to have your your Social Security, maybe a spousal Social Security, perhaps you have a pension, and you don't really need to take money out of your IRA now to live on, but eventually they're going to make you take it out. That's a good opportunity before that happens to take some money out in the form of a Roth conversion and move it into tax-free. Another group that could benefit, let's say you're married filing jointly. Well, eventually you are likely to be widowed. If you've looked at tax rates between married filing joint and single, once you become single, the amount you can earn for the, let's say the 12 or the 22 or the 24% bracket, it's dramatically lower as a single. So eventually all of us married people are very likely to become widowed. And at that point, the Roth conversion you do today is going to look mighty attractive based on your tax rate as a single. And then uh, I've had older clients, um, 70s, early 80s, that say, you know, my kids have all done really well. I'm not going to spend all this IRA money. They're going to inherit it. Maybe I should take a look at doing some Roth conversions now at my tax bracket. Because once my kids inherit this and start taking required distributions out of those IRAs, they're going to be in a higher tax bracket. It's money I'm never going to use. So maybe I'll just look and see, is there, is there something I could do for my family's long-term benefit that might cost me a little bit money now, but it'll cost them a lot less later. So those are kind of the three things, uh, the four groups of people that I can think of about it, how a tax rate works into this. So, and then one little caveat here, uh, Walter, which isn't necessarily little, but uh, I've labeled it, don't forget about IRMA. And IRMA, I-R-M-M-A, is the income-related monthly adjustment amount. Once you're on Medicare, if you make what the government considers to be too much income, then they add a penalty rate to your Medicare premium. So, I'm not going to go into excruciating detail here, but it is something that you, if you're a super do-it-yourselfer, you'll want to figure this out before you do a Roth conversion. If you have an advisor, you want to make sure you chat through it with them. But if you're single and you make over 91 grand, you're going to have, and you're on Medicare, you're going to have a penalty rate of, you're going to pay 40% more for one year for your Medicare premium. If you're married filing jointly and you make over 182,000, you're going to pay 40% more. And then it ratchets up from there. 
And the reason I say if you earn more is that whatever you do in a Roth conversion counts as more income. And it's that income, uh, your Social Security, your pension, your spouse's Social Security, and your Roth conversions that need to be under 182000 as married filing joint or under 91000 as single before you start paying a penalty. Now, the penalty in Part B, for instance, I think uh, this year, uh, Medicare Part B costs you about 170 bucks a month. That's exactly 2,041 bucks a year. 40% surcharge is $816. So it's not like it's a life-crushing penalty that you're going to pay, but it's an extra 816 bucks. And if that's important to you, uh, then you should look at sizing your Roth conversion to fit underneath that IRMA tax bracket. So one more thing to consider as you're looking at what is my tax rate. No sense in wasting money if we don't have to. So good to keep those nuances in mind. So what is my tax rate? We need to get a good grasp on that question first to find out if we're too old for a Roth conversion. What about question number two we should be asking? So the next one is, when am I going to start needing money from my IRA? So I have clients that on virtually month one after retiring, they start taking money out of their IRA. They're 65, 66, 68, 62, however old they are, because they need the money. They didn't have a pension. They saved really hard and they have a big IRA, but they don't have much other money, much non-qualified, non-IRA money. So they start taking money out right away. And depending on their living expenses, maybe they have a, a social security and a spouse's social security, but they may be, they're already taking money out and they might, we might look at that situation and go, you know, by the time you're 72, when required distributions start, you're not really going to have a tax problem with your IRA. So we might make some small Roth conversions. We might make none. But if you're in the situation, which is the next person, you don't need any money out of the IRA until your required distributions start at 72. That becomes a much higher probability that someone would want to do Roth conversions. That money's going to sit idle and grow over time, maybe four, five, six years when they're not going to touch it. And the IRS is just becoming a bigger and bigger part of that, of the ownership of that account because they're going to get the tax every penny when it comes out. So those folks have a real significant opportunity to whittle away at that IRA balance by doing Roth conversions when they're in a position where they don't need to withdraw that money to live on. So that was a question number two you should ask yourself is, when am I going to need money out of this IRA? Should be easy enough to answer that one, maybe even uh, more so than the uh, kind of nuances of that first question. Uh, what about the third question that we should be asking ourselves? So the third one is is less important, uh, but it's one you ought to at least consider is, do I have non-IRA money to pay the tax bill that will be due for this year's Roth conversion? So there are two ways to, to pay the taxes on a Roth conversion. Maybe you... Um, if you do a $100,000 Roth conversion, you might have the custodian, TD Ameritrade, Schwab, Fidelity, whoever it is, withhold maybe 20% federal tax and 5% state tax because that's a tax bill you're going to owe next April. 
So instead of converting 100,000, what you're really converting is 75,000. They're sending 20,000 to the feds and uh, 5,000 to either Topeka or Jeff City or wherever it is that, that you live. Or let's say you have a brokerage account. Maybe it's some money you inherited. Maybe it's money you saved outside of an IRA when you were working. But you've got that 20 or 25 grand to pay the tax bill next April, and you convert the entire 100,000 into the Roth. So the way that plays out over time is if you pay it out of the Roth, you, you convert 100, but you only get to move 75 into the Roth, you will be as well off as if you'd done nothing if your tax rate never goes up. So it's, it, it's not a horrible thing to pay it out of the conversion amount. But if you pay it out of non-IRA money, you convert the entire 100000 to tax-free. Then what you've done is you've built in a little cushion. Well, what if, what if my tax rate is actually a little bit lower in the future? Well, what you've done by paying the taxes with a non-IRA pot of money is that you've built in a little bit of flexibility to say, well, I'm still not worse off, even if my tax rate is a little bit lower in the future. Now I'm convinced, you probably know, if you've been listening to us long enough, that December 31st of 2025, the Trump tax cuts expire. And unless Congress does something to keep those tax rates lower, Congress does something and the White House agrees, then your tax rates are going to default to where they were pre-Trump tax cuts. So the 22% bracket and the 24% bracket are going up to 25%. So in my view, I don't think Congress is going to do that. I don't think they're going to vote to keep taxes low because our the deficit we're running and the debt we're racking up in America goes up a lot each year. And with higher interest rates, the debt service, the interest we pay on that debt goes up a lot higher each year. So I think there's going to be a groundswell of emotion in Washington that says, we'd like to keep your tax rates where they are, but we can't get agreement and they're just going to revert to where they were. I'll bet this gets blamed on gridlock and your taxes are going to go up. So I think there's an opportunity between here and 2025 to make these types of changes. And if that's what happens, then you're paying your taxes on sale right now. And you're doing your Roth conversion while stocks are on sale. And the rebound in stocks is going to accrue to you in a tax-free account, not a tax-deferred account. Hopefully, once you work your way through those three questions, you'll have a pretty clear idea of whether a Roth conversion in 2022 is the right thing for you. And then in 2023, you'll ask yourself the same three questions and figure out whether a series of Roth conversions over time makes sense for you and your family going forward. Great points, I think, David. And um, boy, it's really helpful to look at it from this perspective, too. And, you know, when we first started talking about Roth IRAs, I mean, you've been talking about them, I think, since you were like four or five years old. It's <laughs> my understanding from, uh, <clears throat> you know, previous previous podcasts and uh, interviewing your family members and that sort of thing. <laughs> but, uh, no, I, I, I think it's really interesting because when we first started talking about these tax cuts, 2025 sounded really far away. 
it has really snuck up. I mean, it's going to be here before we know it. So if people are talking about retiring in the next couple of years or trying to take advantage of these things that you're talking about, you know, before we know it, those things will be expiring. And uh, the time to make decisions on that stuff is now, isn't it? I think it is. And and all of that, the the example I just gave and, and what you just explained was if if they don't ever raise tax rates, they just let the tax cuts expire. If Congress decides, you know, we're in a real pickle here, we're going to actually have to raise tax rates on, you know, this bracket or the other bracket, the people who've done better for themselves are much more likely to have it go, have their tax bracket go not just from 22 or 24 up to 25, but have the 25 go back to 28. You'd have to go back a couple of years on the podcasts to hear me say that tax rates are historically as low as they've ever been. And if you go back to the early 60s, our tax brackets were double what they are today. So there is relatively recent precedent for having a lot higher tax structure in America than we have right now. So this is a pretty darn good time. Market is low tax rates are low. They feel high in every April when you're paying your taxes, but they're really low. And so we've kind of got a really good situation where if you're going to do these Roth conversions, especially a series of them, make your decision now. Make it in the next couple of months because 2022 will be over before we know it, and that will be an opportunity lost. They, the Roth conversions have to happen before December 31st of that given year for it to be related to the tax year of 2022. Great pieces of advice on today's show, David. Appreciate that. If you've got questions about Roth conversions, whether you're too old for it or additional questions about Roth and uh, making those decisions in your portfolio and your financial plan, make sure you're not making those choices in a vacuum and that you're analyzing it in the full context of your financial plan. You can do that by reaching out to David Dickens by calling 913-317-1414. That's 913-317-1414 or going online to CoverYourAssetsKC.com, and you can request your own complete planning review, a complimentary look at your financial plan, all the ins and outs, making sure that you're well-prepared for retirement and your financial future. David, appreciate the help and the guidance, as always, on the show today. We'll talk to you again next week. I'm looking forward to it already, Walter. Thanks. It'll be another good one, and uh, we look forward to chatting with you again. So come on back and join us for another episode of Cover Your Assets KC. We'll see you next time. Investment advisory services offered through ChangePath LLC, a registered investment advisor. ChangePath LLC and KC Financial Advisors are separate companies.